Welcome to the Coastal Community Church Midweek Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Shayla McCormick, and I will be your host. My husband, TJ, and I are the lead pastors of Coastal Community Church, a place where everyone's welcome because nobody's perfect and anything is possible. In this podcast, our goal is to bring the weekend message to life and to share stories that help you along in your faith journey. Let's get started. On this week's episode, we will be hearing from Julie Cisneros, the leader and founder of On Dry Land Outreach, a ministry that does outreach to the homeless here in Broward County and also distributes meals to hundreds upon hundreds of families every single week right here in our community. Julie has an amazing story of just healing of mind, body, and soul, of faithfulness and obedience to the things that God has called her to. And I think you guys are going to be inspired and encouraged by this week's episode. So let's tune in. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Coastal's Midweek Podcast. We have a special guest with us today, Julie Cisneros. She's been with us at Coastal for many years. So Julie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's such an honor to be here. Yeah, glad to have you. So Julie, how long have you actually been at Coastal now? I started attending the end of 2014 and started coming on a weekly basis the beginning of 2015. Wow. So it's been a year. And you did you start at our Pompano campus? I did. I started at our Pompano campus. Yeah, I know a lot of people probably don't <laughs> even know. We used to have two locations, one yes. that met in a movie theater and one that met in a high school. And so you came to the grubby, nasty... Movie theater. Popcorn smelly. Yep. <laughs> Sometimes people are like, I kind of miss the popcorn smell. Not so, so much. I know just sitting down with you over the years and building a relationship with you that you have quite an amazing story and God's done so many different things in your life over those years. What do you think has made the biggest difference in your life over these years that you've attended Coastal? I think the biggest thing that's really impacted my life has been coming to morning prayer. Mm. Melissa invited me November of 2015. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And it was so significant that I I kept track of it in my phone. But it was one of those things that in good seasons and bad seasons, no matter what was happening, I had this place to really center my week. And people who actually cared about me. And if I didn't make it, somebody would text me and say, Hey, I didn't see you at prayer. Are you okay? You know, so like my presence there mattered. And it just, um, it's one of those things that it's nice to have a place, but it's also nice to have a place where you can really and truly connect with God on that, Mm -hmm. that deeper level in in kind of a quiet space outside of all the rest of life. And so that, um, that's been very significant. When else do you kind of sit down for an hour and just kind of focus your time on talking to God. It doesn't happen that no. often. And so it's nice to have that space where everybody's kind of doing that. And it is. And I think that, you know, it talks a lot about in the Bible about when, you know, two or more are gathered mm-hmm. that God is present. And I think that so often at morning prayer, not just myself, but so many other people really feel the presence and power of God in yeah. morning prayer. And that's just, that's just been such a founding mm-hmm. feature of, mm-hmm. of my life for Years now. Yeah. Yeah. So you would say prayer has probably made the biggest difference Absolutely. in your life since being private here. prayer and corporate, corporate prayer. prayer. Yeah. Yeah. Combined. And I know that's something you're super passionate about. We're going to talk about resources later. And I know you have some great resources for, for some of those things. Um, how would you say your life 
has changed over the years because of what you've been involved in and what God's done in your life? How would, how would you say your life has changed? I think I can sum it up in three words, community, faith, and healing. Mm. I uh, had been divorced, had you know moved from a attending a Catholic church semi-regularly with my kids, moving across state, getting divorced, um, leaving you know, an abusive marriage, mm. being very isolated, and finding a community in a place where I felt safe and I felt comfortable in really getting to know and meet other people, yeah. which was huge, and actually having people to do life with. And mm-hmm. I hear people say all the time, well, what does it mean doing life with somebody? And <laughs> I think it means that when you get knocked down, you don't have to pick yourself up, that you mm. know that there's— there's just a friendly face when you come into church or yep. somebody who just knows where you're at and you can help them and they can help you. And that's very different than being mm-hmm. kind of yourself and your kids against the whole world. Mm-hmm. So that was, mm-hmm. that was huge. Um, yeah. I wasn't a real believer when I came to Coastal. I had grown up in a religious household, Christian household, mm-hmm. sort of, mm-hmm. but I never had that personal relationship with God yeah. until coming here. And it, it was tough um, to really have that connection and, you know, having, having gone through a divorce and not regretting the divorce and kind of yeah. finding healing through that and, mm-hmm. and salvation and that relationship with God. So faith, a community, and then healing. Um, you know, as you know, in, in 2017, I became very, very sick and didn't expect to, to be okay. And actually at one point told my girls that, I wasn't sure I was going to see the end. Well, the doctors even said they didn't expect for you to live beyond. Yeah. You know, it was, um, it, it was terrible. Yeah. And so going from that position of, of not being okay and having no, no future, no, no Mm. outlook, what happens to my kids if I don't survive before they turn 18 and, um, you know, an abusive ex-husband and and what happens to them custody wise and just those that fear of, mm-hmm. of what might happen. And I ended up stopping seeing the doctors and being 100% absolutely healed by God. And wow. so every single day that I live, you know, I know that it's, it's because God healed yeah. me. And yeah. I found that healing through coastal, through finding my faith and finding people mm-hmm. to, to really guide me through some dark, tough times mm-hmm. and didn't just say, Oh yeah, that diagnosis stinks. You're, you're in trouble. And they said, no, you know, God's got this. God can heal anything. Yeah. You're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And um, going from not being okay to where you can find that belief and really believing that you're going to be okay yeah. and finding that healing was, I mean, I'm here today. So mm-hmm. I think it was incredibly pivotal. You know, it's crazy. And just hearing you kind of share a little bit about that in in your journey over the last six or seven years since being here, you've really found healing of mind, body, and soul. Like you're absolutely, you know, because coming from the history that you came through from an abusive marriage, you know, you had to find healing for so much of that because that had to be a really difficult thing to walk through, to find the confidence to leave that person, but then to find confidence for that healing from, from God you know, to come over your life and then healing of your body and then yes. healing of that, your soul and that reconnection with God. And it's pretty amazing to hear you sit and talk about that today because it's just, it's so cool to watch you. I, I remember TJ and I sitting on the couch with you many, many years ago at an old office and just having this conversation about allowing God to forgive and to heal these places of your life. And then yep 
seeing the brokenness that was there then and the healing that is present now is just amazing. You know, I think there's a lot of people that walk through this in, in, in their life where they've been through some really painful, difficult things that they've had to feel, com- they've had to try to get back up and to move forward from, you know, what's, what's some sort of advice that you would give somebody that's walking kind of a dark place in their life? What's something that they could do? Like one step that they could take that leads them towards that healing. I would say find community, mm-hmm. find people who can just walk with you. Yep. That even when you're down, even when you're scared, even when you fall apart, that somebody's there to just say, "Hey, you're not alone." Yes, you know we can we can take one step at a time, and that it's okay to be terrified, and it's okay to mm-hmm. cry in the shower yes. when nobody can see you, and yes. it's okay to just take those steps and know that there's somebody you know who's mm-hmm. here to help you. Because I, I think when we walk through those moments, a lot of times we feel we feel like because we're walking through it, there's some sort of weakness involved in it. Like, oh, I just, I can't do this or I don't have the strength or I don't have the energy or I don't have the knowledge or I'm not good enough or gifted enough or whatever those words are that we tell ourselves when we're in those dark places. When we get community around us, they're able to see from a perspective that we can't see that kind of helps lift us. Most definitely places. I think I own every one of those statements that you just said. I'm not (laughs) good enough. I can't do it. I'm not qualified. I don't have the right clothes. Mm -hmm. I I feel too fat. I don't feel together. (laughs) They're going to look at me and see that my life is falling apart or, you know, Mm -hmm. that I'm going to walk into a room and just not have it all together. And then you walk into a room and not have it all together and the ceiling doesn't fall in Mm -hmm. and it's okay. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Mm -hmm. one day at a time, you come back and the ceiling yes. doesn't fall in. And yes. that it's just this slow process of realizing that you're okay and yep. it's going to be okay and that God's got you. Funny, all the things that you just said and described, I feel those same things. <laughs> and I, I, I think a lot of people feel those same things, but we, for some reason, think, well, I'm the only one and everybody else has it together and they have it figured out and they can somehow just show up and do it. And why can't I? But it's there. Yes, and everybody's every got a good game face. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Well, I think this is a perfect segue because despite all of those things and the things that you've found healing and life through all of, all of those different things and in spite of the insecurity and the thinking you're not you're not good enough, you've actually started a ministry and it's called On Dry Land. And I want you to talk about that a little bit, but this is the organization that every single week when we bring first time guests and when they fill out a card and we make that $5 donation, that $5 donation goes to On Dry Land Outreach, which is what Julie leads and how she helps encourage and support people that are walking through really, really difficult times. And so Julie, how did you start On Dry Land Outreach? Why did you start this? I think I've always had a heart for people who were hungry and homeless, even back as, you know, a a teenager. And then Coastal had their 12 days of serving. Mm -hmm. So I think it was 2016 when we did our first, you know, homeless care packages as part of the 12 days of serving. And I had some people over to my house and we put some packages together and, you know, it wasn't expensive. It didn't take a lot. My community of my new community of people came out and we made 50 homeless care packages and the next year we made 54 and the year after that we did a hundred. Wow. And then it was, 
was so apparent to us, uh, my daughters and I, that the need has was just so great mm-hmm. that we decided to do a Christmas in July homeless care package. And so all my same people came out and we did about 430 wow. homeless care packages. And I just thought, these are never going to go. They're going to sit here and, and I'm going to rot with them in my house. They're just going <laughs> to be here forever. And they were gone in a week. And wow. people were calling saying, do you have more? Mm. And um, that was about the time that I was healing. You know, I was doing better. I'd kind of overcome the illness. And I was reading a, a very inspirational book and spending a lot of time in prayer. And it was in my prayer time that I really felt like God was directing me to start a nonprofit and um, I thought, no, not me, you know, <laughs> not not me. I'm too busy. I'm single mom. Yeah, just not not even three jobs. Happen. Yes, yes. And um, the more I prayed about it, the more it became very clear. And when I was sick, there's a verse in Hebrews where mm-hmm. Hebrews 11, where Moses is talking about leading the Israelites across the. Uh, river on dry land. And that was really my miracle. When wow. I was sick, that was the one that I really connected to, you know, that, that he actually stopped the water, the fish, the currents, the mm. mud magically dried out. God dried it out. Right. Yeah. But just that to me, that was such a tangible miracle that I could, I could just root my faith in. Yep. And so as I was praying about it, that's where the on dry land name came from is we, we crossed the river on dry land and wow. we're going to, we're going to walk God on dry land, God's going to make a way. A way. Yes. And so that is where the name for the outreach came. And the girls and I filled out the paperwork for the nonprofit October of 2019. Wow. And the end of 2019, we did a thousand home care packages Ooh. with amazing support from Coastal and all of our friends here. And our food ministry started in March when somebody said, hey, I know a place that's got some extra food for your homeless people because I had inherited all of them. (laughs) (laughs) And somehow that turned into about 110,000 meals last year. And we've done... In the first six months of this year, we've we've given out over 100,000 meals. That is incredible. And some of you guys don't know this, but this, this Julie's ministry has happened kind of very quickly and just out yes. of obedience and just starting like with what she has in her home or how, you know, I have a home, I can gather people. I can, you know, it's not like she had tons of resources to, no. to, to figure it out. <laughs> it's just kind of a place of obedience. And you've gotten so many, you're still doing all of this stuff out of your house. Every single room in your house is full. Like there's so much yes. that you're doing out of just obedience. And God continues to provide the families. He continues to provide the food. You know, he continues to buy, provide people coming to Coastal so that we donate the $5. And, you know, it's it's pretty amazing what you've been able to do. It has been amazing. And it, as it's grown, I think we've been really lucky that we've had people that have come along along yeah. beside us and not just volunteered every week, but been a part of our board or been a part mm-hmm. of just our consistent staff. So yep. they're here, our unpaid volunteer staff, just like <laughs> all of us, but they, yep. they're they there every single week and they're you know, just making a difference in whatever way they can. Well, so they it's, get to it's really the, grown. the faces and hear the stories. And, and I know you're making a significant difference. We have people that even message us on on Facebook or something like on dry land outreach is so amazing they just delivered me food you know because maybe oh, we made the connection to them and and great. so I know that you're making a huge impact one of the things that I wanted to to ask you is because you started this 
in a season, you started it with nothing. You started it with just kind of a burden in your heart and like, here's what I have and what I can do. What would you tell somebody else that, because I know there's people that have dreams or visions in their heart, but they're just like, I don't know how to start it. I don't, I don't have the resources or, you know, any of that. What advice would you give those people that have a dream in their heart, but they don't know what to do? Just get started in some, some small way, whether that's talking to you know, your community, finding out what the need is, researching the need. Um, But just don't wait. Just just Mm -hmm. dive in because Mm -hmm. God seems to find a way and make a way wherever you give him that room. So just if it's on your heart, just go for it. Pray about it and and go for it. Yeah. One of the things, Julie, that I've watched you do over the years in starting this ministry is because you'll be the first one to tell you, Oh, hello. Somebody's calling. (laughs) Excuse the phone ringing right now. We're in an office. This is how we do things at Coastal. But one of the things that I have admired about Julie all of these years is that in spite of not having the tools and the resources and all of that, and in spite of being like, I'm not even sure I have what it takes and having some insecurity that that's there, she's, she's done it anyways. And I, I think that there's a lot of people that sit in that same boat of the resources or not being secure enough and who they are, any of those things. And the thing that I admire about you is you've always done it, even if you've been scared and you've always walked in this place of obedience. And, and I think you've done that really well. So I want to encourage people out there. Um, you know, if you don't know Julie, connect to Julie, because I think she's, She's a great person that can encourage you in spite of not feeling worthy or good enough or any of those things and just to do it anyways. And so I really admire you, Julie, in that, Thank you. In that space. You're, you're welcome. So how, if people wanted to get involved with On Dry Land, how can they do that? They can text me. They can send me an email um, right okay. to our website. We've got a pretty awesome website. I did build it myself, so it's not <laughs> phenomenal, but it it does the job. Yes. But just reach out to me, and you know, we're we either myself, my daughters, or one of our volunteers okay. would love to connect with people and just help them jump in and get involved. Good. We have some different opportunities coming up. We're going to start back doing some homeless care packages on a weekly basis in August. So Um, can people donate stuff for that as well as come and help you pack all of that and then help distribute it? Like any one of those pieces? They can just come. They can bring something if they Mm -hmm. want to include them in, Mm -hmm. you know, the homeless care packages. They can donate online, either just donate funds Mm -hmm. or else they can donate something specific off of our Amazon wish list. Okay. And then in October, we're going to do another really big outreach. Mm-hmm. Right now, we'll do about 50 or 60 bags a week okay. that we'll distribute that week. Mm-hmm. And then in October, we'll do another much larger event where we'll yeah. hopefully hit 1,000, maybe way more than 1,000 wow. homeless care packages. That's incredible. And we'll put a link in the show notes to Julie's website so that you guys can go on there and get her contact information and connect to on dry land in, in any way that you would like that. Cause I know that she always needs volunteers and people that, that want to be part of, of making that vision happen. And so I'm really proud of what you're doing and, and how you. you're involved in serving people. Um, you're a, a reader an educator, you know, all, all of those things. And God's done so much in your life. And I know you have so many great resources that have helped you along on your journey of faith. 
Is there any resources that you want to, would want to share with people that have impacted you in a pretty amazing way? Yes, most definitely. I would say go to morning prayer Mm -hmm. um, because again, that's been so central to me. I think the chapter in the Bible that really has helped me connect to my faith so much has been Hebrews 11, that by faith chapter. Yep. So I would definitely say that. I would say serve at your church, whether you go to Coastal or somewhere else, Mm -hmm. get involved. But as far as books, um, there are three that I think have really been very significant to me. Um, For my personal faith, Draw the Circle, uh, the 40-Day Prayer Challenge by Mark Batterson. I do a devotional. Like, is that the devotional Yeah, that's the 40-Day Devotional. Because you can continue to do that over and over. And it just challenges you to dig a little bit deeper in your faith. I love that one. I've actually given almost 50 of those away. And I've gone through it 10 times since I was sick. Oh, my uh, goodness. With different people. So it's it's definitely one of those things that has been pivotal pivotal for me. Yes. Um, I think as far as life and business direction, um, TJ, actually, you and TJ both told me I needed to read In a Pit with a Lion by Mark Batterson, (laughs) um, In a Pit with a Lion on a Snowy Day about a year ago. And I actually had my board of our nonprofit read it, and I'm doing a connect group on that now. Mm, So that's such a good one. Yeah, it's very Sounds like a weird title, but it will motivate you to do something. It does. It's awesome. And I think from a healing standpoint, there's a book called Faith That Can Move Mountains by Kenneth Copeland. It's a 10-day spiritual action plan for faith. But it's all about healing, and it's it's got this workbook that you can go through, and it has a horrible worship CD. You don't want to hear the music. It's not as awesome as as our worship here at Coastal. However, it also has a CD of the scriptures, um, and it, it ties to the book. But even with just the, I keep that CD in my car and I play mm-hmm. it all the time. Wow. And it's just awesome to hear those scriptures explained yeah. over and over and over again and yeah. keep yourself focused on the, the healing that, that's Love possible it. through God. Love it. Thank you so much for sharing those. We'll put a link to, to all those resources in our show notes. Well, Julie, thank you so much for coming and sharing part of your story with us and encouraging us today. Thank you for everything that you're doing to serve people in the community, both at our church and at, on dry land. Thank you for having me, and thank you for loving me through all of the seasons, the, the tough ones, the early ones, and still today. Yes, you and TJ are just so amazing, and I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you. It's it's a privilege to get to be on the other side and watch how far you've come. And so thank you guys, too, for tuning in, for joining us this week and getting to know Julie a little bit. Hopefully you'll connect to her organization on dry land and help her make continue to make a difference in people here in Broward County. Well, hopefully you guys have an amazing week and we'll see you guys back here next week.